0: Hello! Welcome to Emotional Badass, where Moxie meets Mindful. I'm Nikki Eisenhower, life coach and psychotherapist and your host. And on today's episode, we are discussing HSPs, empaths, survivors, and chronic pain issues. a tribe, HSPs have tons of chronic pain and autoimmune issues. Now, I am not a doctor. I am not the person who puts together research or wants to give a bunch of technical information or statistics. But I'm here to share my personal and professional experience of working with so many HSPs and empaths, survivors and seekers, because chronic pain is such a universal issue that we struggle with. You may have thought physical pain at the mention of chronic pain, which may be an indicator that the tangible physical pain is easier for us to identify with and hone in on. But y'all, one of the problems with healthcare and mental health in this country is that we have separated our minds from our bodies in a very weird, strange way. Emotional pain, mental pain becomes physical pain. And physical pain, especially when it seems like it won't go away, becomes emotional pain. I speak on my own medical trauma story. I have a history of multiple jaw surgeries before the age of 22. That's an exclusive episode on our Patreon if you're interested in hearing that story. This jaw issue of mine It was a physical manifestation of post-traumatic stress disorder. I can look back on my life and see conscious symptoms in the form of night terrors, even as a child. In my early 20s and early 30s, I found the anxiety of this chronic pain depressing. And then the depression exacerbates physical pain, which then exacerbates emotional pain. And then emotional and physical and mental pain start looping. And then we spiral. And not just in the moment of any given day where we might spiral and have a meltdown, but we spiral in life. This is unacceptable to me. HSPs, empaths, survivors, seekers, we benefit from knowing this information because we must own and work to stop this traumatic looping before we sort of eat our own tails I think this is why so many HSPs over-medicate and everything that that means from numbing out with TV to pharmaceuticals to street drugs to even just escapism. And when we feel caught in these loops, this is what allows suicidal ideation to really blossom and take hold. When we feel no way out of our pain, whatever that pain is, we start feeling desperate and circumstances seem unescapable the psyche has no choice and naturally settles on suicide as an escape option we must shine more light on this as an issue we must shine light on other alternative paths when this looping starts and we must learn strategies that minimize versus maximize our own pain. I am not pain-free today. You may even hear it sometimes on the show. There may be a time when my jaw spasms and we don't quite edit out how I jumble a word because my jaw's in chronic pain. But my pain is better than it has ever been before. It is greatly reduced. To minimize our chronic pain issues, We must weirdly, paradoxically, accept that we may never eliminate all of the manifestations of this pain. And only in this letting go did I stand a chance of getting my pain as close to eliminated as I can. The reason that this is important to practice acceptance is because if I'm fighting my pain, I am in fight or flight. And fight or flight is why so many of us are in chronic pain. That's why we have to stop fighting it. We have to learn how to care for it, not fight it, so that we're not accidentally putting our nervous systems into that fight or flight, wondering why we feel like we're losing our minds with anxiety and then depression from feeling so anxious. So I hope you can really hear how easy it is to slip into looping. Quick backstory on me is that I was baptized and given last rites my first few days of life. I was given last rites. This is the final sacrament in Catholicism. And this means that I was blessed, I was baptized, and then my little body felt all the feelings as the strong empath that I am, that I was born in this world to be. I felt the hospital staff and the family. Tell me goodbye and brace for my death. That's a dramatic and traumatic way to begin a life in the strange, often unfair ways life seems to unfold for seekers. Many of you will resonate with what I'm about to say because many of you have felt this, have sobbed this, have screamed this at partners and friends in the sky and God, the universe that for a long time in my early life, I believed because it seemed to me that my destiny was to be on a path of getting abused. So many of us have not a story of one abuser, but multiple abusers. I used to think energy and energy work was total and complete bullshit, y'all. I come from people who were, in a nutshell, resistant to anything or any idea that was new Challenging different or made them feel anything other than completely in control So I have crawled on hands and knees sobbing out of these limiting beliefs To heal my life and open my mind and heart and values and beliefs because I needed transformation to become fulfilled and whole Multi layers of experiences made me believe in Energy, but primarily it was in seeing the patterns of people I worked with who had very similar early life histories to mine, born into deep dysfunction, huge family systems and would report abuser after abuser after abuser. Like some kind of sick, twisted fate that was happening and playing out. And maybe you can see, or maybe you've felt in your own life How having multiple abusers can become a sort of dark proof of how fucked up we are and how the universe must believe we are here to be abused, used, and discarded. It's so easy to snowball on this logic because we're taught to value logic over so much else that it's logical. If I am abused by multiple people, something must be wrong with me. It's logical. But it's not helpful. I've met so many people over the years, possibly over a thousand at this point, who share a similar, what the fuck is wrong with me, that I've had so many abusers enter my life. And y'all, it's just energy. That's what I've come to believe. Abusers are like sharks in the water who smell that one drop of blood. Once we are wounded, it's like we are bleeding in the water. And we get encircled. And yes, it's a heavy ball of exhausting, terrifying helplessness to fight off sharks in their natural territory while we're treading water and trying not to drown. These are the feelings that compound and loop us into despair and giving up and how helpless and hopeless it can feel. So. This is why I want to talk about strategies to prevent or exit the looping of whatever chronic pain you found yourself in and to talk about the process of how to become your own best internal and external ally. Because when we are our own ally, we are never ally less again in life. Primarily, and this is going to sound like an oversimplification for those of you that are hurting. But primarily, the tool is radical acceptance. Now, I'm not going to give you an exhaustive list. So if if you're fighting pain that feels chronic, come find me on Patreon. Come join the next monthly live stream and ask a question about this episode or chronic pain or whatever moves you. And I'll dive deeper. I want to encourage radical understanding of the looping, even when you don't understand how or why you are looping. I see so many of you get stuck in trying to figure out what triggered you, and of course that's useful at times, but it's not the end-all be-all. It's not everything. Learn to mindfully observe thoughts. Step back and simply acknowledge in your own way and words, I'm looping. You can't change something that you can't see, feel, or acknowledge. So this is more than just an important step. It's an important muscle to strengthen. That instead of getting lost in why am I triggered to be able to step back and say, wow, I really see how I'm looping on this, whatever it is. Second tip, radically believe that your pain can be lessened. Now, if that just made you angry because you're in pain, hang tight. Listen, this is an undeniable possibility that pain can be less. How can I say that? I don't know you personally. I can say that because me, you, everybody, we have no idea what will happen in the future. We have no idea what you may try that may help you. If helplessness comes up and says, but I've tried everything, call bullshit on that. Because you haven't tried everything. There's no way for you to even find everything to try. So combat that helpless, hopeless idea that just makes us loop on pain and despair. Third tip, radically accept current symptoms. I touched on this earlier in the episode. For years, I fought my own startle response, which is a very common response if you have post-traumatic stress. Why our nervous systems are fried? You don't have to understand brain chemistry or brain science to understand that a fried nervous system can have an easy startle response. Because I'm a big fan of laughing at myself. I'll share this little tidbit. I have had friends over the years. My partner Chris and producer of the show also when we first met. Who got to a place of refusing to watch any movie with me that might startle me. Because I've been told that my startle response is actually scarier than the scary movie. So I would startle from the movie and scare the hell out of whoever I was sitting next to. And no lie, I have had belly laughing like on the floor till I'm crying moments of this, often because after a startle, there's a flood of release. Currently in my life, I might go about six months without any startle response at all. I never thought that was possible. I would startle daily for many, many, many years. A week ago, I startled for the first time in a very long time. And I startled because I came out of my office and I thought Chris was downstairs and I nearly collided with him But my startle was so quick. It was so brief If it was a hurricane, I used to have category 5 startles And it was so lovely to have a little bitty tropical storm startle I thought for a long time That I would just always have category 5 startles and I know many of you out there listening have thought thought that the way to healing is in accepting that you will always be as wounded as you feel or as symptomatic as you are right now. There's a paradox here. The more I radically accepted, okay, I am just a startler. I startle. The more I could be kind with myself and not get stuck in that loop of fighting the startling, which would only keep my nervous system in more of a fight or flight response than in the actual soothing, self-comfort, and being an ally for my system that is required and has allowed me to dial down those symptoms. We can't fight those symptoms so much. We have to nurture, accept, love, and hold. And that's what allows for change. Next tip, take my boundaries course this October. Sign up before July and one out of 10 of you will get a free session with me that you will be able to schedule before the course, during the course, or after the course. Whatever you want. Winner's choice. And you can even turn it down if you don't want it and I'll give it to somebody else. Internal boundaries are where this work lies. Come do it. Sign up for it now. It may fill up. The coupon code that is still currently active Is early bird 19, all caps. My fifth tip to help with chronic pain and to get out of the looping is to let go of what other people think and to do you unapologetically. And unapologetically, for the record, does not mean like an asshole. You just heard me plug my own course on my free podcast that gives away a lot of my expertise. Last year, I got messages of backlash with tones of how dare I try to make money. Thank goodness I have great money mindset and have done that work. I'm working on some future episodes for y'all about money mindset. That's an example of me taking care of myself unapologetically and not allowing the opinions of the few to get inside of my head and to make me act small for myself. Except that people just won't get where you are coming from. In my own journey, that used to be very hard for me. How I've come to process that is, thank goodness a lot of people in the world can't understand the amount of trauma that I've had and what those effects are. That means that there are people in the world who are so far away from being abused and neglected that they can't conceptualize me. That thought gives me a lot of peace and it lets me hold a lot of grace When I am in the energy of someone who just can't get me or can't understand me. We don't have to fight the forces that don't get us, that don't support us. When we stop that fight, that's another way that we stay in fight in our nervous system. When we let go of that fight and we allow other people to just, it's okay that they don't get me. We then have more space and more energy to open up to the people that do get it. That can and will support your tribe can and will support you let go of the fight Number six stop being mad at the effort and cost of healing Much can be done on this journey for no financial cost. You're listening to this free episode right now The only cost to you is your time and we all only have 24 hours a day I know that as a tribe we struggle with feeling like there aren't enough hours. There aren't enough days let go of that. There's enough time for us to do what we need. And there's a radical shift when instead of, again, keeping the nervous system in that fight or flight or freeze mode, continuing to say to ourselves, there's just not enough time. I can't do this. When am I going to get to all this healing? How am I going to do this? Is healing is expensive. We're compounding the problem. We're looping. This may touch on some gratitude work, to be able to focus more on what is than what isn't, there is enough time. Consider practicing it as a mantra, even if it's uncomfortable, even if different parts of your psyche fight that. Number seven, focus on light and joy and meditation. Meditation and intentional focusing, refocusing, moment to moment, day to day, week to week, life to life, starts to build up time, and energy in the light. These muscles get strong and these muscles can then push out the looping patterns and create new self-care, self-love, soul care patterns. Another tip, find what works. Individual work, group work, free support groups. Come ask questions on the Patreon. We need witnesses who get it, not enablers, witnesses. As a rule, we need witnesses who are not in the situation with us. The psyche of a wounded HSP cautions against the biases that are real or perceived, and we tend to struggle to trust people that are too close to the situation, especially if we have been hurt by people who are close to us. Does that make sense? So in a strange flip-flop that can be hard to explain to ourselves or other people, It may make sense to our emotional selves to trust someone that we know nothing about or that's outside of the situation or the dynamic. And then we can build that trust and that rapport and that care and that relationship slowly and mindfully. And when you trust it, you can do that healing work. Only part of that work is in being witnessed, but it's an important piece. And my final tip to deal with the looping of chronic pain, is to laugh and practice lightness. I hope when I share goofy, silly, ridiculous things about myself, my story, my life, my way of being in the world, I hope that that translates into giving you some self-permission to be lighter, If your childhood was hard, you carried around a lot of heaviness, a lot of weight, a lot of darkness, a lot that was too much for your young years. This is the balancer, is to give self-permission to value and practice laughter, lightness, love, enjoyment, bubble blowing. You've heard me talk about that before. And always on this journey, we want to do what we can do And we want to do what's important. And we want to let go of the rest that is outside of our control. And sometimes the most we can do, the best we can do for ourselves is to just allow whatever feeling, sometimes sadness, to flow. And the best we can do in that flow is to also remind ourselves to just breathe. Thank you for listening today. This episode's gone longer than I intended. I will do some more iTunes shout outs. In the next one, please subscribe to the show and keep sharing it. It's really important to the back end of this podcast. If any episode strongly resonates with you, you can find those episodes on our website, emotionalbadass.com, and you can share them on all the social media sites. We are catching up with all of the beautiful messages that we've seen across the internet. It's so expansive. It is powerful. We are a very very powerful tribe. Thank you for your efforts to get this information out to more and more people. It's working. I hope you're feeling the power of healing in your personal life and in the world. We are so much more powerful than we can feel at any given moment. You are an emotional badass. I am an emotional badass. And together we are where Moxie meets Mindful. Keep taking care of your sweet selves and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.